Welcome to another episode of Sparking Dialogue, a production of the Sisters of Notre Dame de Namur and Notre Dame Mission Volunteers AmeriCorps. I'm Meg Glendon, Director of Communications for the Sisters of Notre Dame de Namur in the U.S., and I'm joined with fellow co-host Sister Bobby English and our special guest today, Anthony Newman. I met Anthony a number of years ago in Baltimore when he was a member and uh, Sister Bobby was a site director. And I'll tell you, it was a great day. It was a great experience uh, seeing Anthony and the people he worked with and things have continued from there. So I will pause here and turn it over to Bobby and ask you to have a chat with, with Anthony. Anthony, a chat is always my pleasure. I'd like Anthony to think back to those days. That's a, quite a few years ago. Why did you volunteer for um, Notre Dame Mission Volunteers AmeriCorps? And uh, what was your experience during that first year, Anthony? Sister Bobby took a big chance on me. That's what happened. That's the, <laughs> if you want the quick of the story first. But um, yeah, I had a friend who I was telling that, hey, I really am wanting to do something to help. I remember I was saying that to help. And I was like, I really don't know what it was. I can't be more specific. And she had participated in AmeriCorps and had done like a summer AmeriCorps, like through college type of thing. And she was like, okay, she was like, why don't you look into this? And so that landed me to find Sister Bobby in the Julie Center. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shot on this. I don't feel like I have a ton of experience, but we'll see what happens. Um, and then eventually Sister Bobby gave me a phone call back. She was like, I think that this is great. And I could not believe that she decided to take a chance on me. I was a massage therapist before I started my service with Julie Community Center. And so I, I had to find and thought that help was going to be working closely to helping people with injuries, with their body, trying to help them relax. Like I thought this was the type of like deep help and work that I was called to do. And I was like, it's just not... It's just not scratching the itch that I had. And then in my year of service, in the first year I was recognizing it was this. It was deeper relationships. It was deeper communication. It addressed all those things that I was missing um, that I could not put a name to in my first year of service. Going back to it on my first day, I remember Sister Bob was like, this is your office. Here's your computer. Here's some books and stuff already here. And I was like, all right, we're going to start orientation. And she was like, I know you're going to do great. Call me if you need me. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought I was helping somebody teach. I was like, this woman has a whole lot of trust in me. <laughs> I mean, there's so much that I got out of it. It was like being able to vision and have an idea to make something come into life that I haven't trusted with before, right? All of my like other jobs have been so micromanaged by people. Nobody said, I trust you to just go ahead and move forward, right? We were working on a short, on a very small budget. It was being creative to try to make things work and put things together. I remember multiple times I would call Sister Bobby up like, this thing is broken or this thing, we need a new whatever. And Sister Bobby's like, oh no, we can get it fixed. Like it can still work. <laughs> we'll find some way to finagle it, right? Which taught me later on, on like how to make things last longer. I started and there were students that were in the GED program that I was teaching, but there was a summer break. And so coming back in like end of August, September, I had to like recruit all new students and had to also figure out ways to keep them there because these were parents who were trying to get their GEDs and they also were trying to work and they also had like students in school. And so it's like in this little bit of time that I have them, 
How can I maximize that time to make sure they get what they need? How can I try to make sure that they come back? Because I'm competing with life, right? <laughs> and there's no comp competition. Life is always going to get in the way. But how can I do the best with the little bit of time that I have? And so first year, yeah, I got all of this, right? And so it was not just giving me the and addressing the help that I was saying that I wanted to do. It helped me um, identify who I was as a person. It helped like order the steps of my career, right? And then it helped me recognize and notice what community could look like. My GED program was um, at the McElderry Resource Center. There'd be multiple things happening there, but in the evenings, oftentimes would be the community meetings. I had never seen community say, this is something that's wrong. And councilmen, whoever needs to be here to fix this, or so-and-so needs to be at a meeting and like demand those things. I was like, oh no, you just wait for politicians to hopefully come around to you and <laughs> whatever they do, you're like, okay, that is great, right? And so the people power that I saw in that time was also amazing and has very much influenced who I am today. So um, that is the long answer of all the things that I got in first year of service. <laughs> And you were brilliant. I remember that. I thought you were a born teacher, um, educator. The people loved you, just absolutely loved you. And McElderry Park was one of the most neglected areas of Southeast Baltimore. So your program there was a great boost to the community. And you were always thinking of extra things to do, not just the GED part, but, you know, like Meg gave reference to the great health fair that you pulled off. So it was a good year. It was a wonderful year. Thanks to Anthony. I also remember that you served with Alex Brecht and with Allison. My head, I used to say, this is my AAA team, Alex, Anthony, and Allison. Do you remember anything special about that time? I was teaching kind of like adult education. And then Allison and Alex were at the school, which was literally just a block away. And so they were working with youth. And so it was also always awesome to hear us compare our days. <laughs> like, this is what I was doing with the adults. This is what I was dealing with with the kids. And it was also a unique setup because sometimes I would be teaching <laughs> the parent of one of the kids that they were working with, right? And we were fortunate enough to like all be roommates, Alex and I the first year, and me and Allison the second year. That doesn't always happen with members. But to be going through this unique experience, where I would say also for them, probably um, not have an opportunity to kind of really spread your wings and figure out where your talents are, figure out um, and problem solve like we needed to. Because sometimes things would come up, I'd be like, we could call Sister Bobby. But she's somewhere on the other side of the country saving the world. I don't think I need to ask her this detailed question about something that's happening in the classroom right now. What do you think about this? And so it was awesome to, to be able to have a second person to do that with. And honestly, awesome to watch and learn with somebody else as we talk about the hallmarks and see the way that you displayed that Sister Bobby. Um, and I will always tell the story about the, we had done a weekend where um, Friday, we had a, a site meeting, and then Friday, we had Science and Nature Club, me, Alex, and Sister Bobby, and then, like, at the end of it, we had to, like, drop kids back off to their house, and it was just a long day, and so finally, we were like, what are we doing for the weekend? That's what you had asked us, and I think me and Alex were like, you know, chilling, watching TV, 
And Sister Bobby's like, my Saturday, I'm going to visit the sister in the hospital. And I told one of the kids that used to be part of the Julie Center, I would take them like driving. And we were like, that doesn't sound like a fun weekend. That sounds like more work. <laughs> and Sister Bobby's like, no, it's fun and it's great. And it really just showed like the, I started the year and thinking about, oh, that this is my job or this is work. But I started placing it in a different in a different type of compartment or a different place. It's like we're looking at this as community, right? I'm saying that this is Sister Bobby, like it's community. That is my my sister in the hospital that I'm visiting. Community, this is someone who like used to come to the Julie Center. It's not work then, right? It's something that you love to do. It's something that's like a part of who you are. And I think that was the first time I was like, wow, that is big. And there's just those moments like that. We never had like a formal uh, orientation and it needed because there's these moments like that that you exemplify what that looked like. And I was like, oh, that's that's something right there. I want to embody that. I want to do some of that. So. Oh, thank you, Anthony. So you volunteered for a second year. And then you went on and became a board member. How was each one of those steps like a stepping stone toward your career pathway? Yeah, Sissy um, asked me shortly after my two years. She kind of waited a little bit and she was like, okay, I think it's time now that, you know, if you would like to join the board, now would be a good time. And I was like, okay, this will be a great experience. And I feel like what... Um, I kind of had my eye on in time of being on the board was really recognizing like what our our members were doing across the country and this very interesting place that we're positioned that like we're AmeriCorps and there's federally certain boundaries that we work within but then we have there's another identity that we have here and so um that really helped me get a really clear idea on how broad the work was um, and how many people were being touched by the work and the programs that we were offering. And just really, um, of course, first time serving on a board, right? And really helped me get a better appreciation and understanding of how all these different bodies, um, all these other <laughs> instruments help the body move together. And to what you're saying about help with career with other stuff, I think that I joined the board and then shortly after that, I became community organizer and I was a part-time youth coordinator and in Southeast Baltimore. And so in the same neighborhood in which I started doing GD classes, then I was working full-time for an organization doing that. And it felt good to still be kind of like where I started. I call Baltimore kind of like uh, my rebirth kind of to be doing it where I started. And interesting enough, back to the kids and parents, I was working with youth and I ended up teaching or um, tutoring a kid whose mom was in the GD program. <laughs> and so it's just like all connected all over again. It was then good again to see from an angle in Southeast Baltimore from an organizer standpoint, um, instead of a GED standpoint, how things come together and, and again, how communities, community associations work, how cities respond to that and everything. And then after that, I moved on to become an anti-racist, anti-oppression facilitator and consultant. That experience had, we had conversations in our neighborhoods talking about how race relates to the way that we engage with each other. And so the theme in there is like this constant piece of being guided by the people that I was working with. The people that I was working with that was constantly teaching me and showing me stuff and helping me identify what my passion was. 
and what areas I should put my focus at. And I think that is the biggest part of what my career has been. It hasn't me being hasn't been me being like, I need to be here next. I need to do this. It's been following <laughs> these folks that are so wise and being like, oh, I'll, I'm interested in this some more, or I feel like there is a need here and I feel like I'm being pulled that way and that's the way that I'm gonna go, so. It, it's so clear that service is right at the heart of who you are. And um, I felt always that I was privileged to have you as part of the Dooley Community Center and that the kids were blessed in uh, and the young people and uh, the parents in knowing you. Thank you so much, Anthony. No, all the thanks is to you. You know that always. <laughs> <laughs> so Meg, anything that you would like to add? Uh, uh, Anthony, are you are you currently doing the anti-racism work in in uh, in a different? Are you you're not in, in Maryland anymore? Are you? I'm not. I'm in Atlanta now, but our organization is still based in Baltimore. Um, but when the pandemic hit, we just decided to switch over and start doing our work nationally. And so the home base is in Baltimore. Um, we're actually starting in June to start offering some more in-person stuff again that will be based in Baltimore. But um, most of the offerings will be national now. Well, it, it is wonderful. It's, it's wonderful to see you, Anthony, and to see you and, and Sister Bobby uh, interact with one another. I, uh, when you describe Sister Bobby, it sounds like she might be six feet tall, you know. But we know that's not the, no, that's not the case. <laughs> A lot of energy in both of you, that's for sure. Um, anything that you would like to share with uh, that we didn't ask, or that you in the conversation with Notre Dame Mission volunteer members or site directors or anybody who might be listening to this podcast. I think to people that are considering um, maybe volunteering, considering service for whatever, to definitely consider doing that with the sisters. Um, it was such an excellent opportunity for me. And again, feeling so fortunate because everyone who decides to volunteer doesn't necessarily get to work directly with a sister like I got to. And there's only two out of the, I don't know how many hundred members that get to work with Sister Poppy. So I felt very, very fortunate about that. and. I think that it's going to be very crucial and and interesting as you know our world continues to like shape what service and what volunteering looks like. I was even quick story the other days I was getting ready to go to the store and somebody was like could I get a ride. And so if this had been you know like 3 or 4 years ago <laughs> I would have been like oh maybe considering but so much has changed in our world now that it's like oh I got to worry about safety for covid I got to worry about other type of safety right and so we say service is a as a big word but ways that service is just being a good neighbor or just looking out for someone else that we kind of can't do the same today that we used to be able to do yeah, I would encourage that if you're looking at doing it as some type of avenue, doing that with the sisters, and then even if it's not in um, some type of formal commitment, thinking about ways in which we can do what we call service, volunteering, or whatever to make our communities better. Because um, the other thing is we also think about it as being something that's external or away from us, but all of this work, work impacts all of us. And um yeah, and that is a big value to, at least for me, that I want to be able to leave this earth and say, I tried to chip away at something, right? This the society we live in is not perfect, but I tried to push some barriers, tried to change some things that I can share with my nieces and nephews one day. It's like, at least I tried that part, right? 
And so, um, yeah, that would be what I give is that you find whatever um, service is to you and not make it feel so distant or so far and bring it closer to you. So. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. And, you know, uh, there's a wide network of, of uh, mission volunteer uh, alums and also uh, people who have connected with the Sisters of Notre Dame de Nemura. And uh, so it, it's it's a it's a wonderful part to be part of that community. We're, we're just so glad that you that you were and are part of it. You're such a creative person uh, in these these challenging. It really is challenging to about to think about what it is to be a good neighbor with all that we've been through over the past three years. So and more. So if you have any ideas, you know, well, come on back. We would love to we would love to hear them. So I would like to thank Sister Bobby English, uh, our co-host uh, extraordinaire, and uh, Anthony Newman, who has just it's been terrific to, to see you again, Anthony. Thank you for what you've done and what you are doing. For, for our listeners, I, I'm sure you had a great time listening to this. Until next time. <laughs>